All right, Joseph underscore Ard, who is daddy, and I'd rock God of dad casting. See, Joe, Joe lets power go to his head. I don't like it. Let's flip a coin. You ready to call it daddy? Sure. Let's go with uh, Tales for Toast. Oh. Let's try it again. <laughs> Stop. I wanted to spin. There we go. Tales for Toast it is. And I just so happen to have loaded in the right one tonight. So you'd like to hear it? Here it go, Mikey Mike. Get ready to laugh out loud with Wise and Nerdy, the show hosted by two hilarious dads who bring their unique blend of wit, wisdom, and nerdiness to the airwaves. From sharing hilarious anecdotes about their own experiences to giving advice on navigating the ups and downs of life, these two dads have got you covered. But that's not all. They're also obsessed with all things nerdy, from comic books and sci-fi movies to video and board games. So whether you're a fellow dad, a pop culture fanatic, or just in need of a good laugh, this is Wise and Nerdy. This is and Now let's have some fun. Let's have some fun, Toasty. Oh, uh, you know what? You know what, Joe? That might be better than Kurtz. Ooh. I'm throwing it out there. Yeah, Mike asked for the actual audio, so I gave him the raw music instead of just having them read it dry and, and putting it over to music, which is how I did uh, the the intro before. Mike's like, "Man, can I can I get that audio?" I'm like, "Sure, sure you can, Mike." For Lolo, you know, like Xbox, right? You asked Xbox to develop a game for Xbox. Like, hey, we want to build a game for you. They're like, "Yeah, here, pay us for the dev kit." So Mike paid me a hundred bucks, and I gave him the music. So you know, uh, <laughs> you wish those dev kits were only hundred bucks. <laughs> we're, we're, we're we're just beginning. We're not really Xbox, Joe. We're we're on the up and coming of Xbox. So what are you talking about? We're bigger than Xbox. <laughs> this Xbox. All right. So 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 that's not what we call to talk about. Uh, that's that we and Joe. I know you put it in private. But we put it in public. We did pick good. That is fun music. We picked really well. Uh, and when Mike had the music, he did. You could hear it in his voice. He did the read with the music, and it's so much fun. So, Kurt, man, you better up your game, buddy. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. That is all I am saying. Oh man, Ooh, that's not the right button. So, all right, we. It's the question of the week. That's right, Toasty. What's the question of the week, Joe? I threw it in there. What is our question of the week? What's the right age to get married? Never. That's the right age. <laughs> Never. Now, not that I'm against, now that's not a joke about marriage. That, oh, that is like, yeah. there's no, it, it, you're never ready, baby. You are never ready. But I, I was, yep. when I saw, I scrolled through our generic list of questions, and there were a couple caught my eye, but that one was like, ooh, I, I want to hear what Joe thinks. What, how, first off, no, don't go into the story, but I just want to know how old were you when you got married? I was 23. Oh, me too. <laughs> now, how old was your wife? 20. Not me too. So, <laughs> Aaron was 18. Aaron's 18. We're five years uh, apart. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, Joe, haven't been married at a semi young age, right? Under 25. Especially in, in now today's standard, that we both got married real young. Well, pfft. Today's standard is like, what? You're 35 and you're married. What's wrong with you? You need to be like 48 before you get married. I mean, people are, are weird. And I'll go into some some reasons why I actually say one. 
you're never ready. But two, I don't know if I, I fully, wholly believe in marriage for everyone. And I don't mean on legal, but we'll talk about that. But what age you think, if you could go back and do it again, would you wait till you're older or would you've gotten married? Say everything happened at the same time, just younger. Would you've been married younger? Um, I, I think it all worked out pretty perfectly to be honest um because well, it it's, it's our lives i almost said the wrong word it's our <laughs> lives of course it worked out buddy that's how we roll that's why we came together through the universe to break wise and nerdy because we were born to be here we learn from our our travels and everything works out great for us no but like um I, I, so in my personal experience, I, I didn't really date a whole lot before college, just in general. Um, you know, it went on a few dates in high school. That's, you know, not a whole lot. You know, and then the normal, like prom, whoop de do. And oh, I didn't uh, go to prom. So it is a whoop de do. Oh. <laughs> you got that. You got to go um, to prom. I don't yep, know if that matters. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I got I got asked to prom by a gal, and then she didn't want to dance the entire time. So I said, "Okay, I'm going to go dance." And I left her at the table, and and I danced. But anyway, that's not what we called to talk about. We're talking about marriage, not dating. But yeah. I mean, dating kind of leads to marriage. But anyway, so it's like bacon uh, leads to breakfast. I don't know. <laughs> um. So in in between high school. And college, I went on a two-year mission trip for my church, a proselyting mission, uh, spreading the good news of Jesus. Um, and so that was I, – I did a lot of growing up during that. Um, I, I, when I came back, I, you know, I, you're still a, a young adult guy. You're going to be an idiot. But I feel like I was a lot less of an idiot when I came back, if that makes any sense. Um, sure. Right, you, had, you had some experiences and you grew up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and living without my parents and just, um, needing to do stuff on my own, not like not, not fully on my own. Cause the, uh, the church takes care of a lot of stuff, but, um, I, I had to actually live within a budget and like all kinds of, anyway. Um, For so shame. I get, I get to college and, um, I, I start dating and I'm, I'm kind of picky with my dates because all, pretty much all of my date money came from donating plasma. So, cause all the money that I made at my job went towards, you know, everything else. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I was a little picky about who I would date. And so, but I, I did date a fair bit and dated around and I, um, I had a lot of first dates. Um, but, uh, my, my wife, she kind of, she stuck, she, she attached on and stuck, stuck with me. And, um, it, it ended up being just fantastic in my opinion. Um, I think so far, I think you it, always have to add so yeah, far, so far, so far. Now, uh, I do <laughs> want to say that the legal system is very much against guys, in general okay. when it comes to, when it comes to divorce. And so I, I caution any of any of my guy friends that are still single, be selective and try to find someone that you're planning on being with forever because yeah, the legal system is, is not with guys. Uh, 
when, when's the last time you heard of, of a guy getting alimony from their ex-wife yeah, uh, no, it's, or it's definitely rare or, or custody battles heavily favor the mom as well. Um, Especially and, so, in the South. And, and with that goes child support as well, which is going to go generally to the wife uh, or the ex-wife. And so it, if you want so to he'd your rather life, murder his wife and divorce her. I, I, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. <laughs> that. Oh no, I would not want to raise my little demons without my wife. Um, <laughs> I mean, it depends on the day. I love my kids. I really do. But uh, there are times when, uh, when they just get on your nerves, it just happens. Um, but in general, it, the answer for this question, when is the right time to get married is going to be different for everybody. Um, and that has to do a lot with um, maturity. Isn't even quite the right word. It's, it's how ready you are for responsibility, which some equate to maturity, but it's not quite the same. Cause I, I personally still consider myself rather immature at least in, okay, in, the, in the a- entertainment that I like, like I love play like, Nowadays, it's less of a cliche like, or less of a, a stigma, but I love video games. I love okay. anime. I love, you know, uh, mature I, but, does not mean, but for a lot of people, it does fart because they're wrong. And they're wrong. But I'm going to correct you now. Let, and listen, you're right. Listen to your daddy. Listen to your daddy. I will give you some daddy wisdom right here. Cause says, listen to your daddy. So, uh, <laughs> hey, cause. No, yeah. Uh, they're wrong. You stodgy girl. Uh, boring is not mature. Mature is knowing when to put the controller down to take care of something in life. That's maturity. And maturity is knowing, Hey, I'm not just going to buy this video game. I'm going to work and make sure all the bills are paid and everybody's taken care of. And then I'm going to buy this video game. That's what maturity means. Yep. And well, and that's what I was basically alluding to when I said ready for responsibility. And so, which is basically what you're saying. And so, well, okay. when I got married, I was not ready for, I mean, I was ready for some responsibility, but I was not making those choices. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've known plenty of people who, one in particular that I'm thinking of, they've stuck it out and they're still married, but they had some rocky patches because, uh, he was really, really, really bad when it came to finances. Yes. Um, and, and so it, yeah, uh, in, in college, he was, uh, a semester behind in rent. He had a truck payment and a motorcycle payment. And then he would turn around and be like, Oh, I need a new shotgun and go buy a shotgun. Even though he has all of these expenses building up and yeah. it's just like, you know what? Oh, no, that's not good. Well, and the ironic it- part, he was going to school to become an accountant. <laughs> well, okay. Just because you can track money doesn't mean you're good with money. The choices are separate from knowledge. I know exactly where I'm spending it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so, so pain makes people change, right? In in a not in an every time sense, but absolutely the idea that humans won't change unless they just have to, and that's. The right age is when you're ready. And I know it's kind of cheesy, but I think it was a meme or something I read that said, uh, don't marry somebody you can live with, marry the person you can't live without. And that's when I knew I was going to marry my wife. You know, I was always kind of family minded and even believing what I believe today that 
you can get around all the legalities of marriage by just putting in a lot of extra work to make living wills, to, to do all kind of extra legal paperwork. But, you know, getting, I grew up in the church and that, that's a topic we can talk about maybe on story time on a different night, Joe, is, is deeper into the beliefs about marriage. But the short and sweet of it is I've taught my kids now that you should want to get married. And I remember, of course, growing up in church, that was the only life I had learned was you have to be married. Uh, I still look, you know, my wife and I were discussing it the other day. I went took a little miniature road trip and we were asking, talking about that. Should, do you have to get married? And we both said, well, we are happy we're married. You know, we would have made that choice no matter what. Um, we definitely were both raised that you had to be married to, to live together, to do anything. Uh, but, but there's something about for us having gone through, 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 thrown, gone through, gone through it. We've gone through it in that experience. I got it. I nailed it, Joe. I nailed it. Uh, <laughs> we, we've roomed the experience. Uh, we definitely would have done everything the same age wise and everything. I mean, she was a baby, but she's mature for her age. And, um, I was a little immature for my age, but I was ready to get out of my, but that's me. I have to jump off the cliff. I have to dive up. No safety nets. Now I'm ready to go. And 22 years later, 20, yeah, 22 years later, uh, going on 23, um, we've gone through some hardships, but all, not all. I mean, obviously I did grow and change some before I met her, but majority of my growth and my, maturity, even if you will, Joe, of my change and my becoming a better human being is through the pains of marriage. And very quickly, you're relating a, a video game story to it. She would work for eight hour days, 10 hour days, eight, eight hour days, but it was like 2 PM to, to 11 PM. And I worked 24 hours 40 on 48 off on the ambulance. So that means during the week when I'm off the ambulance, we'd have morning time to hang out and do stuff, whatever, uh, shop or just to spend time together. And then she would leave for work and it was right down the road where we lived, but she'd go to work for eight hours and I could do whatever I wanted. And I was playing, uh, Final Fantasy nine, nine. Yes. The one we're like, yeah, it's the middle one we talked about last week. <laughs> and yeah, I kind of spoiled the, the ending of it a little bit, but I, I, you know, I was getting towards that ending, right? 40 plus hours in the game. And she'd ask me to do one thing. Now, most nights I had to take a break, bring her dinner, right? We did that for each other. Um, but she'd asked me to like put away my boots and vacuum the, the tiny little living room that we had in this duplex we lived in. And so I, like a five minute project. Okay. At most. Yeah. Let's call it 10. If we're really going to be whiny babies about it. And the problem was I just got so caught up in the game. I didn't pay attention to time. And she comes in the door from work, hits the boots that were in the way. And I was still sitting there playing the game. I was like, Oh, and she was so mad. And she was so, and it wasn't the mad or the anger that, that got me. It, it was, was disappointment. Basically. Yeah. It was the pain, <laughs> right? The, the actual sadness. And here's yep. a quote I learned recently. Anger is the bodyguard of sadness and knowing that quote and thinking back on the stories like that's absolutely knowing inherently the sadness that was there. And even when she got done being angry, she's still upset with me because it really was, you had I asked you to do one thing. You actually agreed. Not even I asked you to do one thing. You said you would do one thing in eight hours and it's not done. So 
you can gain maturity by being what married. What a jerk. I was the butt face a, a lot of my stories. Uh, but the, there's no good age. You know, my son's 18. Uh, trying to think. Yeah, he's he's not that close to 19. He just turned 18 in the spring. Um, he is working. He is technically living on his own in a small shed behind the house. <laughs> but, kind of. But he's paying some bills. He's he's getting some responsibility. And if he came to me and said he wanted to marry his girlfriend, I just need what the real truth is. You're not ready. And here's why. You can't move out. You 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 are getting more mature with your money. He's getting much better with his money. But he's not ready. He can't really, even working with somebody, he can't really pay the rent yet. Right. It's just not there yet. And that's it's just literalness for me. And she's still in high school. She's a year behind him, I think. So it's like, yeah, there's other reasons why he wouldn't be ready. But that was just a thought. It's like my wife got I think I when when did I propose? I think it was shortly after 18th birthday. We started dating when she was 17. Now, before anybody judges me, this is my show. Don't judge me. Number two, uh, uh, it was a different time. No, uh, I met her at work and we tell that story. And that can be a, another story time. Um, by, uh, you know, I met her as a Joe words mean things. And I, I'm telling you, I almost just said, I met my wife as a working professional woman. And then I heard instantly what that sounded like. <laughs> and you're probably right. We didn't have grinder back then. I had to go to the street corners to find my wife. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'm gonna get myself in trouble. Roll that dice. <laughs> I think we we decided there's no good age to get married. <laughs> yep. Six. Oh, I don't have that screen. It's pulled your up. favorite. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for at least telling me that. <laughs> you know what? And that's something that, that maybe that's how we should do it is uh, you call out the number and you just tell me what it is. I always try to go look, which is not good on me. That makes me uh, bad, bad daddy. Mike. <laughs> that's right. I slapped the blurble into you, baby. <laughs> bad dad jokes. All right. This one's mine. I brought it to the table. Stop me if you've heard this one, Joe. What's yellow and can't swim? Cotton candy. No, a bus full of kids. Oh, <laughs> what is? Wait, wait, wait. What is yellow? It can't swim, but nobody cares. Uh, a coward. <laughs> what? I've seen enough Back to the Future. They I, call them yellow. A yellow. Okay. Okay. What is yellow? Can't swim, but nobody cares. A bus full of orphans. Oh, roll that dice. Wow. <laughs> wow. These are bad dad jokes, baby. Those are more like uncle jokes. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we slid over to drunk uncle jokes. Oh, Th- you know, thinking of that, that'd be a different segment, right? I want to toss this out to the public. And I see, thank you for marking that. I see, man, look at us working together like a team. We, we're doing all right. Um, so, but Joe, I was thinking. We might, uh, uh, we, oh, by the way, everybody, we have a TikTok now. It's got two videos up there. Oh, man. For the Patreon, me. I better go follow it. For the, yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 dude. I'm calling everybody baby right now. I don't know why. Don't know why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're just, you're just real leaning into that daddy, that, that daddy thing. Hey, uh, hey so. baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> 
But yeah, I, I sent you. So I'll get you access, right? So you can also feed in and like. So if you go in and like what you like, and I like what I like in the vein of what we do on the show, right? It will really be a wise and nerdy TikTok channel that we could share videos and stuff. We need to talk in the Patreon break uh, about um, Opus.pro and, it, and what it can do. Um, but you that's not what I'm talking about. What I called to talk about is this. I, I am so rambling. It's like we hadn't talked to each other in a while, but yet we did a special episode last <laughs> Tuesday, this past Tuesday for DC Digital Media on Twitch.tv and YouTube, uh, talking about DragonCon and why Joe volunteers. Still, yet again, not what I call to talk about. <laughs> I'm getting there. Stop rushing me, Joe. I forgot. <laughs> oh, TikTok. We uh, might no consider... I, I'm thinking we might consider either doing this on our channel or doing it here on the show by TikTok reacts where we can find the family stuff. There, it, it was, I was trying to go through and like stuff for our page to help the algorithm start build because it'll also share us to some of the same things. And I don't remember what the video was. I sent it to you. Like I texted it to you, uh, a video. I shared it with you. Then that's what made me go like, well, Joe would love this. What if we maybe did that either on the channel or here on the show? So something to think about. But I rambled on. Say so it is time for our commercial dance party. So first we got to pay the bills and then we're going to have the party. Stick around for just a minute. Time for a commercial break. Mike, I said that already, man. Come on, dude. You're killing me. You're killing me. Donate to your daddy. <laughs> Patreon.com slash wise in nerdy. For the dance party. Oh, yeah, man. Played more music than commercial, hopefully. That's the goal with this dance party here. <laughs> Speaking of dance parties, it's not really a dance party, but it's a party. The DragonCon Digital Media Track is going to have its first ever party the Wednesday night as the con gets started, because Wednesday's a new Thursday, everybody. So Wednesday night, August 30th, come out to Park Tavern, and we're going to have cosplay and drag queens and trivia, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I do want to say hi to Kaz. Kaz is here and she's a volunteer with DragonCon and she's coming out and support us. And she has also been married for 23 years uh, or going on 23. Oh, so, yeah. You know, Joe, Joe just can't hang. What, what is it? Are you in double digits, Joe? 13 and a half. In hmm. <laughs> <laughs> five days, three hours and 67 minutes. <laughs> nah, okay. Slow burn, but we got there. We got there. Okay. All right, man. Roll that dice. Number four. Which is? Can you dig it? Oh, yeah, daddy. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, daddy. So, I can uh, dig it. <laughs> uh, Help me, daddy. All right. It's not to help me, daddy. One. What was? 
Oh, what do you love? Is what the I, what do okay. you love? I can't not say it, not do it. What do you love? <laughs> I love that one from Mike. Mike's so much fun. All right, so we're gonna do. Can you? This actually came from the Tuesday night recording that we just did, uh, where we touched on the first year that Joe was at DragonCon. He went and bought a bunch of mystery boxes for his kids, which I'm gonna argue was good, but we'll get to that. Um, but then I think Scott in the chat said, "Hey, uh, mystery boxes are a scam or something like that," and you're like, "Yeah." So I said, "Hey." Don't, don't derail this show. Go put it on the notes. And then you're like, yeah, no, we're talking about tonight on WNN. So what about mystery boxes, Joe? Love them, hate them. What do They're you scam. They're a scam, huh? So I guess it depends on the mystery box. Cause, um, but most of them are scams. Most of them are scams. What do you think? Okay. It just depends on how you define mystery box. Now, I'm going to argue it was good for you to buy those at Dragon Con because I guarantee you, your kids loved every second. They loved the mystery on the side of it. They loved not knowing what we're going to get. And it didn't matter. Even you went. Even if you went, I spent way too much on this box. That was not good. Your kids, who you bought Ironic, them for. Ironically, I, I still have the boxes up on the shelf behind okay. me. I, 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 like, I remember a few of the things that came in it, but they... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, and actually I bought a mystery box sort of last year that actually ended up quite good. Um, but I, that one, there was a lot less, um, are like, you knew what you were getting here. I'll, I'll just go grab it and I'll right, show yeah, it on yeah, there. I'll, I'll keep it. talking. Uh, so I've been a member of loot crate and I did enjoy it. Uh, that's kind of a mystery box. I've definitely had. Okay. So on the camera, He's got a decent looking, honestly, from here, it's a decent looking green lightsaber, but it does kind of look cheap-ish. Like it's a solid black handle, not much detail to it. It looks plasticky. Does it feel plasticky? Well, so you held it last year. I don't remember. The, I, I'm sure I did. I'm still remember. Okay. Um, what was the company? Ultra Sabers, I think. That they come to Dragon Con every year, and you can buy a mystery box lightsaber um and basically they take all of their leftover pieces that they've got too much in inventory okay, and see, they, that's what those mystery boxes are good in my opinion yeah they can be yeah instead of just random junk um but this one so you knew you were getting a lightsaber like it's guaranteed to be a lightsaber you don't know what color you don't know the handle you do know the length Sure. And and then for 10 extra dollars, which is what I paid, you can get the um the stunt covering on it. Uh and so this is this is graded for dueling with uh with wooden or other plastic oh, okay. lightsabers. So yeah, you came out really um, good on that box. Yeah, and and it's um aircraft aluminum is the handle. Uh so you so it's here it's, does look it looks like kind of Walmart plastic key through the camera. So I'm glad you explained that. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a metal handle. It it's it's quality, but if you look it up on their website, um I like all of the options that you get, like if you buy the mystery, are slightly cheaper than if you had actually bought it, is what's gonna happen. Um, because this this is like one of their cheapest options that are on their website. Sure. Um 
And so I saved like 15 or 20 bucks if then, but you don't, then you don't get to choose. Um, whereas they do offer being able to pick and choose and everything. And then there are slim chances that you could in the mist in the mystery box, get a premium lightsaber instead of a basic one. So like mine lights up and it's green and it's very bright and, uh, it's nice, but it doesn't, it, it didn't come with any sound there was a very, 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 very small chance that it could sure. have in the mystery box. And, and um, I bet it could have. And see, that's the mystery boxes I do like. I have bought from mystery boxes from two different companies I really loved. Um, one does electronic supplies for me, the other one uh, from when I need them, and the other one does some glassware that I like. And they both just this year went, and I'm sure it's because they had built up, probably since COVID, they'd built up some supplies right like you just said some parts that were left over different things and you had i had a choice of like a hundred hundred dollar or two hundred dollar one on the electronics so with 200 uh, this is right after christmas you know it's like a gift to myself whatever and the glass one i think i did 150 and then of course i go to their website and start looking it all up and i can tell you definitively while it was their probably their most uh, generic glassware and some of the the, the I'll get to the electronics one in a second, but it, it was, but it came with multiple pieces. So the one big piece covered the box. And then there was other stuff. I would dare say when they say it's worth 300 bucks, I mean, according to how you'd buy it individually on their site it is about 50% off is the way it worked out. Okay. So it, it was, yeah, all right. I, I think mystery boxes are fine. As long as you know what the worst case scenario for the box is and you're, yeah, you're okay you with go. getting yeah. that. If it's completely and utterly random, which the boxes, you know, up above me, I had no idea they were, they were themed. So like, um, I mean, you can't really see it over our symbol, but, um, I got a Pokemon one. I got a Harry Potter one and, oh yeah, a Mario one. I was like, I know I got one more. There was a small one behind me. Um, and so I knew the theme, but I had no idea what it was, what was going to be in it. Um, and so, yeah, so, uh, there's the Mario one behind some of my figures. There's the Pokemon one and there's the Harry Potter one, which the boxes are, are pretty cool, especially the Harry Potter one, because it's, um, designed like the, um, Marauders map. And okay. so I've kept the boxes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it, in general, if you know what the worst case scenario for what you're going to pull is, and you're, you can accept that as your pull, then mystery boxes are fine. But these ones were just complete random. And it was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I've not enjoyed any time. My kids have bought those boxes at the cons. Cause I think there too, I'll be honest. I really do think it's not just what they have left over or a good box or double the value. I think it is what they just can't get rid of to be honest. And yeah. Again, though, when my kids bought it with their money or, or if it's, even if it's my money, it's like, you know, I brought this for you to buy. You have this much money to spend. I, I, like, like my son got well, one and it, it's fine. There was a, uh, good. I was just going to say, and I think what they do is 
they buy stuff on the super cheap. Like let's, let's just say for for instance, yeah, either in bulk or um, like Amazon, they find stuff that is on like a prime day and then they evaluate the value of the box based on the regular, the MS MSRP. Yes. And there's a lot of stuff on say Amazon that is never listed at at MSRP ever. And so, um, and so, yeah, there's, there's stuff like that that goes on at, at cons too. Like even like, um, my, I, I have, a, uh, the master sword that I got, uh, two years back at dragon con. Um, I bought it. It was fun. The price wasn't horrible, but if I, if I had just bought it off of Amazon, it would have saved like 20 or 30 bucks. So, yeah. And th- okay. So my daughter, we went to the con, not to Crosby, uh, to lent uh, comic con and, it wasn't that far. I was a couple of years out, but it wasn't that far out from Toy Story 3. Yeah, 3 had the pink stuffed grumpy bear at the dump or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they had one there at this booth, and it still smelled like strawberries and everything else. And so I taught her. I taught her the tricks. Okay. You know, thanks. We'll come back around. And we walked away and looked at other stuff. That's okay. We're going to look it up on Amazon. And buying it from Amazon and then paying shipping on it. Would have been about within a dollar or so the exact same price of walking away that day with it. And so she was happy with that. So I'm like, cool. You know, that it's not a huge difference. And actually I've had some of my kids. We went to a standard comic uh, convention, like uh, where they come and a bunch of vendors come and they, they try to talk to you about old comics and old toys and those kind of things. There's no panels or anything. Mm-hmm. And my kids bought some mystery pack comic books. And I mean, it was mostly yeah, all right, but you know, they kind of loved it. They kind of dug it, but I, I'm with you. Did, Isn't that one though? Didn't, didn't your son get, get one that was actually really good. Okay. So that was five below five below did like these $5, okay. four, four or $5 multi-packs that had four comics in it. And yeah, he got one that was worth like 15 or 20 bucks out of it. Uh, nice. So yeah, but I think it, you got, I think you said it best. You have to know what the worst case scenario scenario is in that box and you have to be okay with it. And I'll be honest with you, the mystery boxes, like you're talking about, like the big boxes on your shelf that you, you showed off, or even if you really want to narrow it down, the 97 cent ones at Walmart, they're a Lego mystery pack or just what's in this yeah. egg thing that was random figure. Yeah, exactly. It's never going to be worth it. It just isn't how, no. but if you're happy, you're happy. Be happy. You know, I do, I'm not a fan of any genre like Mario or Zelda or anything like that. That would have ever bought any of those boxes because <clears throat> I just don't care enough. Now, saying that I'm wearing a Super Mario shirt, but you know, we talked about that pre-show, so go get on Patreon and listen to it. But going to the other end, like middle ground was Loot Crate. I stopped doing Loot Crate because it felt like the boxes I had missed had the stuff I really wanted in it. And the boxes, I got two or three that there were... I'm just out of six or seven items, Joe. I'm looking for one. One to go. Yeah, that's that's it. I love that. <laughs> you know, and and Loot Crate was hit or miss for me on that. I, we did some other boxes and it just was. Oh, I did uh, the the Marvel one. I got. I even have the stupid Captain America Founders trophy because I was one of the first people to pitch in and buy one of those boxes. And again, some cool stuff, but nothing not too, not enough for me to go. Oh, yeah, I'm in love with that. So. That's middle ground. See, 
then there's what my brother-in-law would do, which isn't was an interesting strategy. I don't is Loot Crate even around anymore? I'm not, I think they went under, didn't they? I have, I, have, I have no idea. But anyway, he had a Loot Crate subscription, and he would take the stuff from Loot Crate that he didn't want, and he'd give it to people for like birthdays or Christmas oh, yeah. or something. Oh, Dragon Guard got so, a lot of my Loot Crate stuff. Oh yeah, some of it was pretty nice. Like uh, actually, again, right there. I don't know if you can see it very well. There's a Demogorgon figure, okay. for an, an official D&D Demogorgon figure that he got from Loot Crate, and he gave it to me. It does actually look like Loot Crate is still up and running. Okay. Maybe it was a different uh, one. A There's Mystery so box one that many. Nerd, nerd oh, yeah. box. I mean, there were so many different ones out there. But anyway, yeah, so it, uh, that's what that's what he would do. He would keep the stuff that he wanted and yeah. then he'd find stuff that and, and he didn't just willy nilly get like he knew that people would like it. And so he would give it to him. And so, like, again, the, the Demogorgon, I'm I'm pretty big into sure. D&D. And so, yeah, he gave it to me. And there's also a, a dragon right there, too, that you really can't see in the dark. Yeah, we get more listens on the podcast than we do watches on anything so you know you're pandering to the one percent like we knew you would from pokemon go so that's all right uh and then the high end of mystery boxes we both have love is the companies that you love their products and you know the lowest common denominator is still going to be close to the value of the box and then everything else is icing Right. I mean, you came off with some decent stuff on your, your lightsaber. I came off on some decent stuff. The electronics box again was a good, at least 50% off. A big item covered the cost of the box. And then there was a lot of other stuff. Like, oh, I've been wanting to play with this piece and that piece and do this or that. So it was, I'm telling you, if you know your company, you can't go, if you like the surprise, you can't go wrong with a mystery box at a good company. All right. Joe, roll that dice. Okay. Number three, let daddy decide. Yeah, that's to help me, daddy. Mike, okay, you get repeat after me, Mike. Help. Mike. 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 Me, daddy. Okay, well, at least he said it. He didn't wait. He didn't wait, but at least he said it. Mike, 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 Mike. Mike, hopefully, is still waiting on becoming, coming to DragonCon this year. So. Nice. He hasn't been since like what 2018, 2019? Somewhere in there, yeah, before COVID. Um, yeah. All right. So this is let daddy decide. Help me, daddy. Am I the butt face for refusing to change my plans? And that's is a Probably. legit Reddit. It's <laughs> AITB. Am I the butt face? Not changing anything else from the other things we've heard. On, on everywhere else on social media. So here it is. Am I the butt face for refusing to change my plans? I have been getting pretty burnt out from work and I've noticed myself getting tired a lot quicker and having, and having barely any, well, I will read it as it's written, having barely energy. I need a day to myself to just relax, watch Netflix, read, play video games, etc., and not leave the apartment. Last Saturday, I told my girlfriend that that's what I'd be doing on the Sunday since we had no plans. When we woke up Sunday morning, uh, my girlfriend asked if we could go out for the day. 
I refused and told her she knew what I had planned for today. She just said she needs it for her mental health because she's feeling quite low. Since we're both off work on the Monday, I mentioned that we could go out for the day on Monday. She refused and asked if I could do my plans on Monday. I told her no because I made these plans first. See, this is where I stopped reading. So, like, no, this is going to be a good one. I, I, you know, I think we we'll go back and forth. There's going to be some good stuff to it. So everything after this is a surprise. She mentioned again that she needed it for her mental health. And I just asked about my mental health. I mentioned that she knew I had planned to relax because I was burnt out. So why is my mental health less important than hers? The real question is, why do you have to do it together? But we'll get to that. Uh, that's an important that's lesson learned. Well. Talking about getting you age to get married, one of the big lessons, you don't always have to do it together. All right, come back. We'll come back to that. Uh, so why is my mental health less important than hers? She just said that's not what she was saying, but that she needs to get out for the day. So I told her I'm not stopping her going anywhere. I pointed out she could ask a friend to go or go on her own, but I won't be going today. She said I was being unfair to her because I knew she struggles with mental health issues, but I just repeated that her mental health doesn't automatically come before mine, and she knew about the plans I made. Am I the butt face for refusing to change my plans? This is a touchy one, Joe. So we are not mental health professionals. We have no idea what her diagnosis is. But if there is one. Yes, if there is one, because there's a lot of people that are like self, that have self-diagnosed themselves with different things. Yeah, and, that and works. you're like, you sure about that? Are you really? Are you sure about that? Because <laughs> like everybody has has certain stigma, like certain ways that they do things. And like, sure. I'm a tie. Yeah. Like, like I have some slight OCD tendencies and different things, but I am not certified. Like I I would not be diagnosed as OCD. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure I've never been diagnosed. Not self-diagnosed. That's true. Yeah. I, I might be, I might not be, but I don't know. So anyway, so we don't, we don't know, but I, I really feel for the, I'm going to, I'm going to assume this is a guy. He doesn't actually say, um, true. It doesn't actually say, um, but I'm going to assume this is a guy, uh, that he, he, he told her that's what he was going to do. That, that's what he needed to do. He was, he was burning out. I, I side with him on this. She, like you That's said, fair. she, she can go out and do stuff by herself or she can wait till the very next day. And, and he said he would join her. He like, it's, it's not as if he just straight up said, no, he provided alternative solutions to her request. <laughs> Keep and, in mind, and, we're only reading it through their lens, but it sounds like also they, very true. it sounds like they did. Sure. So assuming that this is a clear picture of the, of the, the situation, which like you said, it's only from his perspective. So it's definitely not, but assuming that this is an accurate assessment of the situation, I side with him. So this is where you let daddy decide helps, helps play things. I, when you said that, okay, that's, that's a fair assessment. It's also a fair assessment to say, yeah, yeah, you are. And I side with her now, Here's the real conversation you'd have to have. You know, this is us giving fatherly advice, talking to our kids. You know, he has all sons. I've got two sons, two daughters. Uh, you know, I'd say work. This is how you have to work it out. But I go back to some of those early days of being married. 
And we worked a good schedule. Like I said, she worked five days a week at 2 p.m. to or to 11 p.m. Yeah, I worked 24 on, 48 off. So I was always rotating when I was off. That was great for us because when her mom wanted to take her hiking, I was like, have fun Saturday. I'll be at work. Y'all, y'all do your thing. So they were still able to do some of what they had done in their life previous to me together without really asking permission. And same thing, you know, I can make plans with my boys or I could do different things, you know, during the week. And when my time rotated to the weekends, of course, we made plans to do stuff together for the weekend. So I can see in this one, there comes a time where this guy will have to work on communication. Period. Because he was at least attempting it, according to the story. Uh, a lot, you know, we're on Saturday. It says next Sunday. So I don't even know if it went a week or if it's like the next day, like it was Monday. But he's like, hey, he just said he made plans to do this. Now, I'd have to ask my kid, did you really clearly explain that you're burned out, that you're doing this and doing that? Did you really, or did you just say, hey, I'm going to chill? on Sunday because here you're expressing your emotions very well. You're telling me very well. I'm burned out. I need to realize I, I get it. That's why I go on a, an annual motorcycle ride with my buddy. And now, now it's why I own a motorcycle because it's wind therapy, as somebody said for me the other day. And it really is. It just, <laughs> it helps me. I need that recharge, but also can you sleep in on Sunday and you know, you start Friday night chilling out, watching Netflix. Don't go to bed at 10 p.m. like you maybe you normally would. Stay up a little bit later. Y'all hang out, chill, and then get up and then go out for a little while and do her thing, and then come back that night again. You're not you're off again on Monday, so come back that night. Make it a date, have some dinner, and then stay up late just again playing video games, chilling. There's so many compromises here, and the option of going out on Monday that he he could have changed it too. It, now she is unfair. Anybody blames somebody and says they're unfair, Joe? Don't you think that they're like, she's like, she says I was being unfair because I knew the struggles. She struggles with mental health issues. Okay. You, what is it? What is it? Point one <laughs> finger at me and three point back at you. Yeah. 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 She's projecting. Uh, but yeah, no, she, the fact that, well, from the way it was written, the fact that she didn't even consider his alternatives and was just saying you're a jerk basically is well and also maybe she needs help communicating maybe she's been not directly communicating but leaving big red flags that anybody who's not right next to him can go hey hey joe joe you better go make your wife happy buddy there's we need to talk over here right and that is why i am super happy that i married a woman who no my (laughs) my wife my wife wife. i I, she well like 95 percent of the time she does not insinuate she says what she's thinking instead of like instead of being passive aggressive about, Hey, look, there's a whole bunch of dishes. No, she'll just be like, can you do the dishes? I'm like, sure. Yeah. 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 And and so the communication is huge in any relationship and especially in a cohabitation, romantic relationship. So to, to come up with a scoring system for these, for us deciding you're one for the guy, and we should have a neutral and one for the other party. Cause I'm going to have to go neutral on this. I think there could be, there could be efforts made. If you're just, if you're really just getting burned out from work and you're, you're just needing a, a recharge and rebreather 
and she actually needs a mental health day and you're her help with that and she wants to be out with you, mental health is different than burnout. It, it just is. I'm talking from experience. I've had mental health issues. I've also had burnout. And I had burnout when my wife was going through some mental health issues. So there's a very big difference. And there's many a time, Joe, and this is 20 plus year married, 13 plus year married. You know, these are the advice we're giving to this younger couple. It feels like even in this discussion of, you know, sometimes when I was burned out, I had to just go five hour energy. All right, let's go. Because I knew she needed my help, you know? Yep. And it's just different. It is, it is different. Burnout is different than mental health. And just, so yeah, one for him, one for the middle. Sorry, lady, you didn't win at all. See ya, Sheila. <laughs> Roll that dice. All righty. Number one. What are you nerding out about? Oh, you know, Mike, Mike never gets this one right. All right, Mike. All right, Mike. What are you nerding out about? Advise me, Daddy. Oh, no, my, 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 Toasty. Toasty. <laughs> I don't even know if he listens to these, but I just imagine he does, and he's just you, laughing his butt off that I'm, I'm I, rocking. I want to call him to- Toasty Juan Kenobi. <laughs> 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 All right, Mike, Mike, say it after me. What are you nerding out about? Call your daddy. Leave a voicemail. WashingtonNerdy.com <laughs> slash call dad. Okay, thank you. Thank it's you. It's true. They, they, we, sh- we, we should be called. Call us. Yes. I mean, thank you. One more time. What are you nerding out about? You got that, Mike? All right. Nerds. <laughs> okay. I'll, t- I'll take that one. Joe, what are you nerding out about, man? Uh, So... On Monday, oh, there goes my lightsaber. On Monday, <laughs> uh, I uh, I went to the movie theater for the first time in a long while. Actually, I think the last movie I saw in the theater was um, uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home. But okay. anyway, yeah, um, right. on on. Friday, uh, my friend texts me and says, Hey, I'm trying to get a group together to go to the movies on Monday. You down? I'm like, sure. And we went and saw sound of freedom, which, uh, they, they've spent next to nothing on advertising. So it, you may not even have even heard of sound of freedom. When I mentioned it to you, you hadn't heard it. Yeah. I, I um, and so it had, it's has Jim Caviezel and, um, it has a couple of other actors that I recognized, but didn't necessarily know the name of. Um, and it was actually filmed five years ago. There you go. Sound of freedom. It was actually filmed five years ago. Uh, and it's just now being released. Um, it is about, uh, child trafficking. And so it's, it's a pretty serious topic. um, it's it it is not it like it it it's heavy it's a heavy movie uh, emotionally um but it was really well done uh fox is the one that actually made it and yes i mean fox cuz it was made before disney bought fox wow that was definitely years ago yes um it was made by fox disney bought fox and said no yeah we're not releasing that and so the 
um, the person who had the rights before Fox bought the rights, he said, if you're not putting it out, I, I want my rights back. And so they gave him the rights back. And that person went to a bunch of different studios and said, hey, will you publish it? And ultimately, they went to Angel Studios, um, which a lot of people think Angel Studios is a Christian um, production company. Uh, it's they, they are looking for... They, they put out stuff that has what they consider to be a good message, but it's not necessarily a Christian um, one. Like a, lot, a lot of their stuff has nothing to do with, with Christianity at all, um, although some of it does, obviously. Uh, so, But uh, a, my friend, the one that said, hey, do you want to go? He actually works for Angel Studios. And so at the end of the credits, his name was there because they were running out of time to put stuff out and they just grabbed the entire employee directory and put him in the credits. <laughs> and, and, and so he, he wasn't supposed to be in the credits. And I don't think I, I literally don't think he did anything with it at all. Um, but one thing to note, if you want to see this, but Either you can't afford it, or you, or you, you just you, you don't have the money to, to do it. You can um, sign up for free tickets, uh, and that's at, uh, you go to um, I think it's angel dot com yep. slash free ticket. That's where I'm at right um, now. Angel dot com slash. Well, it's uh, angel dot com, and I just wanted to point out real quick uh, before you, we look it up. Seventy nine percent tomato meter, hundred percent audience rating. Uh, and they did some kind of goal of doing 2 million tickets. They have sold 4.9 million tickets. And it's rolling this little ticker at the bottom. If you can't really see it on the screen, um, here, let me do that. It's rolling oh, all the different donations. Those yeah. are people buying tickets and it tells exactly where at, at somewhere in Texas, at the mm-hmm. AMC village, at this place in Florida, at this place in Kentucky. It's really, that's kind of oh, yeah. cool. Uh, so, yeah, and, um, you think you and, get uh, free tickets? Yeah, so there it's angel.com slash free tickets or free ticket. I put it in the chat. Uh, free ticket. Okay. No S on the end. Uh, and you can request a free ticket and the, they'll put you, they'll put you on a list. And at least for me, because I actually yeah. requested a free ticket. Um, uh, it put me on a list. So thanks to Angels. I said I'm going contribute. Okay. Yep. And so, um, like five hours after I submitted it, I got an email saying, here's your, your coupon to use on this website, this ticketing website to get your ticket. And, uh, yes, you can pay it forward. They actually, it has a message at the end. Um, sure. Like it, it, like right when it goes to the credits, it says, uh, stick around for a, a special message and it counts down to it. And it's like two, you see two minutes of, of credits before the message and it's um, Jim Caviezel explaining um, why he felt that this was an important message to share and, and things like that. But it also says, Hey, I know this is weird because you're in a movie theater, pull out your phone. Here's a QR code. If you are able to, you can pay it forward and, and pay for someone else to come and see this because this message is important and we're not spending money to, to advertise. So we want word of mouth. And if you have the means to, to pay it forward, please do. And so, yeah, uh, eventually, um, and I don't know the time frame on it, but eventually it's going to be on the angel studio app, um, which 
I'm pretty sure everything on Angel Studio on their streaming app is it's, free. It is. That's part of the pay it forward thing is that they, and once it goes to the app, it's a hundred percent free to watch and you can contribute. Yeah. And, and they do, it does. So I, like I mentioned, it is about child trafficking. They do a really good insinuating rather than showing or telling because it, it would be a lot bigger shock to your system. If, if they did that, it would be sure. not, not good. <laughs> not um, good not, not good. Um, cause I mean, these are, these victims are all young kids. And so, um, but yeah, it, it, it was, it was very well done. Um, now don't expect it to be like, uh, taken that there is a little bit of action, but it, it's more conceptual than it is action heavy. Okay. Um, and it's based on a true story. Uh, the, the person who, who is the main character, like, um, it shows some pictures of him, uh, towards the end and everything. Um, and, uh, he, he has gone on record saying, um, he's not going to see the movie because he still suffers from PTSD from his experiences and he just doesn't want to trigger anything. Um, but he supports the message. So but Sounds yeah, good. Yeah. And you, and overall you enjoyed the movie. I did. I did. Um, yeah, it, it was like, I said, well done. It, it was a good movie and, and, and it has a good message. Cool. So, so did you put in this MNS? Is that Minnesota? I did not put in the MNS. I assumed you did. Oh, I, I, I did. I did. I forgot my camera was messed up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, MNS stands for my new studio. Oh, is that what it stands for? I thought it stood for uh, the Matrix uh, Nugget Store. (laughs) (laughs) I had the background on, and uh, because I uh, they finished my studio yesterday, and I hustled this man, and I sweat so much. It was so hot (laughs) here in Georgia, Uh, but I only got I got started working on it about three thirty, four o'clock ish. And got everything moved in and set up. And uh, there you go. I am here. I'll do a full screen of you. How, how's your? Uh, okay. And so that's I'm not bad. Stand up. How, how's the How's the AC doing? It's doing all right. Hold on. I'm gonna walk away so you can see in the background how high this roof is. <laughs> this is the loft, and you can't even catch it on camera. And, uh, yeah, and you're you're a tall dude, so you're what? You're what? Six two, six three? Oh no, I'm six seven, man. I have I have oh. at least a seven one to yeah. seven six wingspan. Yeah, there. yeah. So like you reaching up, that yeah, it's, it's about yeah. Uh, so it's a little echoey right now because all I did was get everything I needed for a show. So my lights. Yeah, because you're planning on getting like sound treatment and and other stuff yeah. set up. In there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the air conditioner is good. I mean, it got cooled off today, but we got started working in the hottest part of the day and it just turned on the air conditioner. So there'd been no air or anything moving in here until that. So I was, I was dripping sweat. Uh, I even have, you kind of see in the corner back over here, uh, there's a tall fan on a step ladder in front of the, fan. yeah, in front of the air conditioner to help boost the air. Cause the biggest thing is there's a big hole. There's two lofts. So there's a big hole. A oh yeah, because there's an attic with storage. Yeah, it's uh 20 feet tall. I want to say, 
Um, it's, it's, he made it big. He made it big. My, my brother-in-law, Coop, he, uh, he knocked it out, man. It's painted on the outside. It's bear crawling brown. I'm, I'm thinking of honestly keeping the name bear, uh, uh, the Bears Den Studios. Um, but I'm definitely going to try to figure out um, how to put a stencil. I've never made a stencil before, but I feel like I had one of my original logos was something that Hugh made for me uh, that was uh, some clip art. But I was envisioning all these things that were basically tattoos in my mind for the logo for the show. And I was like, man, I just want a, a, a mean bear um, chained to the earth and just dragging the earth behind it. And, and, you know, that's the imagery for the show. And the first shirt we ever printed, the first sticker we ever printed was that. Cl- he just basically took clip art and made it look a little bit better and sent it to me. And that's always been the earliest logo I've ever had. So I want to do a stencil on the outside of the, you cut it out and put, tape it to the outside of the barn and do it in, um, a lighter brown because it's a dark brown on the outside. Uh, okay. So it'll be either a lighter brown or a dark orange or something there. And you can't quite see it here, but I have a metal door, a full size metal door that's solid white. Well, that's perfect. Everybody who actually does something in the studio can take a Sharpie and sign the door. And that would okay. be a lot of fun. So, uh, so when you come from Dragon Con, you might, you want to sleep in here. Obviously, I, I, Still got to get my light. I have to. Oh, my son broke my light box this, today. I was so mad at him because uh, it's moved it a couple of times. And it's just this little plasticky, thin frame thing you got to clip together. It took me like two hours to build just a two box tower, right? Uh, and then put the lights on the outside of it and all that. And he dropped it and snapped one of the pieces. And it's like, ah. But yeah, uh, Cookie Monster's <laughs> coming home. My recliner's going to be back here. It's. It's really big. Oh, by the way, when I walked back there to reach the roof, that's halfway. That's just the middle point of the building. <laughs> so it's big enough that I'm actually doing a floating studio where there's a good four to five feet from the back of my desk to the wall. So I have the lights. Oh, up. okay. Uh, and I've got space for two lights. I have two lights up. Uh, and that's, and it's all, as you can see behind me, it's open rafters. Uh, and it's going to stay that way. So yeah, I'm going to get some like camping foam and staple it up in there. But also that's good things to, I was thinking about, you're talking about, you're going to send me a senpai video, um, uh, senpai gaming, whatever, but that I could probably mount these lights to the rafters and not have to have the stands and whatnot. So, um, I, I have added a few things to my, my studio warming list on Amazon, as you suggested last week. Uh, one of them is a, a rolling air conditioner unit. Cause this unit is good, but there's a lot of space up here to cool off. So it is actually, you right have now, a, a window nice. to vent it out. Yes. So I have, so okay, okay. the air conditioner is mounted through the wall. We did that intentionally mm-hmm. there. Um, and it, it does decently, but I think having, uh, because it's a very small window size up here intentionally. They're 21 inches wide. Um, so just having maybe a portable rollable air conditioner. Cause it's, uh, yeah, I was like, okay. cloud lifter, you know, cloud lifters we actually, on there. <laughs> we actually have a rolling unit. Um, we've used it multiple times since here, but we bought it in college because our college apartment when we first got married didn't have AC uh, at all. It had heat, but no AC. Um, but yeah. Yeah, we've used it a few times when our air conditioning has gone out. Um, and so, yeah, because we've had our, our base level air conditioning go out and our, our upper level air conditioning unit has gone out. And we've used that to, to cool us down. No lie, stuff. man. Uh, middle of summer, 
Um, the air conditioning unit died at our house uh, towards the night. And it was it was eighty something degrees at night. Uh, we got the, it was two kids at the time, but we got the kids and went and got a hotel room. It was like nah. And then the next day we went and got a bunch of window units, and that that kept us going. Um, but I was like, yeah, 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 that's a that's an emergency where you have the emergency fund for man. I'm not. Hey, oh yeah, can't. yeah. Well, and that, that's why when we got done with college, we brought it with us. We're like, we're gonna keep this and use it when our AC goes out. And so it's it's been invaluable the several times that it's gone out, where we've we've needed the mobile unit for a weekend or here and there yeah. to help us out. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there too for people. Um. I would love, and not that I'm asking for gifts. I'm not saying that, but I, I, I would love gifts, but I would love your help decorating it. You have suggestions. You know, you come across a, a, a cool poster that you don't use anymore. You know, you can help personalize the studio. And I mean, there's, that's a huge wall behind me that can have a whole lot of stuff. I've got my light boxes uh, that I'll be putting back together. Clearly, similar to my uh, my Arcanine behind us, we need to print off our Wise and Nerdy logo yeah, okay. and have that behind you. I like it. I I, I really I do like that a lot, Joe. Uh, that is cool. Uh, yeah, I'm picking out different color sound foam that people can on the list. But I, you know, earlier earlier on in podcasting, man, it was the thing to say send us a postcard. And a lot of a lot of podcasters mm. got PO boxes. It said send us a postcard, and I did that. And I had uh, there it's stored in a, a box now for safekeeping. But my very first studio, the wall behind me, had postcards taped to it that people had sent me from around the world. So, you know what? S- send us. Uh an email with your own, your own custom postcard or something. And sure. And you can print it off and put them up there. Yeah. You can send, send yeah. us an email. WNN show at gmail.com. Um, yeah. Or fan art. Fan art would be, would be wonderful. Anything that you think is cool. Like, uh, man, one of the coolest early moments of, of my career was on, um, from the helicarrier with Brian Ibbett and, I'd gone to, I think I'd just gone to my first Dragon Con and it's like, I'd gone through Vendor Alley and all this and like, Ooh, I'll go to all these Funko places. And everybody had a billion different Deadpools, but not just the red and black standard vanilla. Just Deadpool. normal Deadpool. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I came back and talked about my experience and said, I just want, I just want the, the red and black Deadpool. I just, you know, that's, and I can't, I couldn't find it at the time, whatever. And like two weeks later, a listener who, who later grew up and became Travis Jones. Uh, but he, he messaged me on Twitter. He's like, Hey man, is this what you're looking for? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, cool. DM me your address. I'll get it. I'm like, sweet. And I told him, Hey, tell me how much it is and I'll you PayPal you or whatever. And Travis got me one of my favorite Funkos ever. It's the red and black Deadpool, just plain as plain can be. And it's cool. So. And Travis he, he is a will great guy. He, Travis is. And he will definitely, the Deadpool will, will be back out. You know, I can now bring out my boxes and my collectibles and, and, uh, all that stuff. And there's going to be a recliner in here. I'm thinking about a couch, I, I, maybe. 
I'm just imagining a whole bunch of self-made postcards that are memes that people send you. <laughs> so then you, you just have a wall of memes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love it. That would be great. Personal story time. It is. It is time to put the kiddos to bed. And daddy, tell me a story. <laughs> so, so daddy Joe, tell me a story about knowing your whites and about cop interactions, daddy. I just got younger, <laughs> dumber as I talked. I don't know what that was. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, once upon a time, as a teenager, being a complete idiot, <laughs> I was. <laughs> Uh, I, I was walking home from work at the time I worked at Burger King and it was just downpouring like crazy. So I was drenched. I was miserable and I was an idiot and I'm walking along and I just decide out of the blue, I'm just, I'm going to moon the next car that comes by <laughs> just cause. And, and so I hear a car coming up behind me. I dropped my drawers, mooned it. I look over. It's a cop. And and, and I, I start running. And in hindsight, like he, he, he doesn't want to stop in this torrential downpour. Yeah. Um, but no, so part of me was being a bit, um, obviously being, being dumb, but, uh, part of it was like, I am sick and tired of cars driving right next to me and splashing me with water. I'm already soaking wet. Why do I need to be more wet? And so I, I just decided I was going to moon the next, the next car that came by. Uh, uh, the, the cop didn't stop, didn't bother because, you know, I, it, who know, maybe it didn't even see it because it was so it was raining so hard. But yeah, well, I that, thought for that, sure. That's kind of. You, you just veer off in the drunk uncle territory like no no i don't know anything about knowing right so let me tell you how i fought the law and i won you know you are uh, your daddy's child uh, i interacted with the cop the cop didn't interact with me <laughs> um, but there was another time as a, again a teenager where a co- i did interact with a cop um i was at a friend's house on october 30th um, and we were watching scary movies. We decided to go to a corner store and, um, get some snacks. And so a group of us that were at this, this watch party, we went to, we were walking to the corner store to get some snacks and, uh, we started running like, uh, one of, a one of us, I, I can't remember who, who who or why, but they were one of them. One of the guys was chasing the other guy. Like he had the guy had smacked him or something. And, um, he had loose pants and wasn't wearing a belt. So his pants, started, <laughs> his, his pants started slipping and a cop came over and said, you can't be doing that. I'm taking, and he literally arrested him for it Ooh. because his pants were falling down. He's like, yeah. he's like, this is, this is mischief night. And you guys are causing mischief. You're going to jail. And I was like, are you kidding me? What? Uh, and ultimately, I don't know what ended up coming out of it. I probably should have asked, but um, we, we called his, like we called his parents and we're like, uh, he just got taken to jail because he was running and his pants fell down to his knees. And, and so, yeah, that, that put a, a bit of a, a damper on our, on our mood that evening. Um, and I, that cop was just being a jerk in my opinion. Like, yeah. yes, technically 
I there's probably a statute about indecent exposure or something like that that he he trump some trumped up charge, but it was just dumb, super dumb, and his whole his whole stigma was. It, it's it's mischief night. People are causing mischief all night. I'm I'm cracking down on everything, and I'm like, what? That was weird. Sorry, didn't mean. To, sorry, it, man. it really was weird. Yeah, well, your mischief night got me. Something just made it pop, and I thought I felt the, the floor move or something. <laughs> You thought you were alone. Yeah, I thought in the I, new studio, right? I, I thought for <laughs> brand, a brand new and all and already haunted. Look at that. <laughs> we we built it yeah. over an old uh, puppy barrel ground. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you built it over pet cemetery. Oh my it's god! Built over pet cemetery. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought it must have been my chair had kind of adjusted, but I thought at first second maybe one of the kids like busted in the door and threw one of those little poppers. <laughs> I mean, scared the crap out of me. It did. It scared the crap out of me. Joe. We better call the police. It's the sound of the. Pl- All right. Uh, so knowing your rights. So what? Yeah, what we talked about audit the audit and stuff. Yeah. Last time. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, I looked them up and I'm following, following them on different channels and whatnot. Uh, I've had multiple police interactions being a paramedic. I worked side by side with them and you know, did a lot of things there. And I've, I've been young and dumb and, and different things have happened, but two different stories I want to tell one's good and one's bad. I learned before I even ever got in trouble from, uh, um, Georgia state patrol officer uh, that uh, was dating the person I was working with. And, uh, uh, we call them God's special people because most of them have, you know, <laughs> they have some attitudes on them, but he, he was talking about how he got pulled over and, did it, and he was teaching me about know your rights. And, and, and we talked about it a little bit when you and I brought it up uh, on the last show, I think it was, but, uh, it's very much, I, this is a surface. I'm going to caveat this with, this is a very surface conversation, right? This is not getting into, uh, um, the true issues with police officers and black men, uh, or any other ethnicities or any other issues going on, uh, with anything else or just cops being authoritative jerk faces. They, and they can be, you know, and, I, and that, and that's real quick. That's why I value good cops so much because they, they have a hard time fighting the rhetoric uh, and the, yeah. abuse of their colleagues yeah i mean i i uh, yeah. yeah 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 so the two stories one good one bad first know your rights so in general if you get pulled over pull over somewhere safe you know, don't be a butt face as joe likes to say and you know make sure you position your car where somebody did don't do that just pull over somewhere safe keep your hands on the wheel you know you might go ahead and roll down the window or whatever and when they walk up I always use yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Um, they're, whether they're getting you for something good or not, whether they're a jerk face or not, they're technically doing their job. And all you can do is be as civil as possible because the power is in the lawsuit, unfortunately. That's where your power is. Yep. It's never right there in that moment. So you keep your hands on the wheel. Yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Uh, I've got my ID in my pocket. i hand it to you. Uh, blah, blah. And just... And if you know you're speeding, onus. I, you know, mm, doing it. I, I never admit. 
I, I get what you're saying. I'm not going to argue with it. I get what you're saying. I can just say for myself, when I, I just recently actually got pulled over, apparently doing a 73 and a 55. I had no idea. I was driving. My car is still in the shop four weeks in, still in the shop. Don't know what's wrong with it. So I'm still having to drive other vehicles. And uh, I was just cruising right along. And I was like, I said, I had no idea. Sorry, man. No, I mean, there's no excuses. And that's why I owned it. Because even if I go, I'm that guy, though. I'm going to tell you. Yes, I, 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 I do not argue with what Joe's going to say. And I would, I would tell my kid the same thing. And Joe, tell them what you were saying. Um, in general, I, I wouldn't volunteer any more information than you have to. I would be cordial. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. Um, but yes, no I answers. Would, I, well, and even then I, I, I wouldn't, I, I would, I would answer the bare minimum of what I felt I needed to answer. And if they asked anything else, I would just say, I'm, I'm not going to answer any other questions that are not related to this, this stop that now so you own the fact though, they can ultimately, whether it's right or wrong, they can ultimately pull you out of the car and arrest you for that. That's worst case uh, scenario. Sort of. Because if they do, then they're violating your Fifth Amendment rights. So they because so, yes, you you have the right to you have the right to remain silent whether they've read you your Mirandas or not. Um, and any interaction with a cop, regardless of whether they've read you your Miranda rights or not, can and will be used against you in a court of law. So if there becomes a lawsuit, you're better off not admitting guilt to anything. So, and I, I can 100% agree with that. So, let me tell you these two stories. One was I used to drive this car called a ghetto sled. I called it a ghetto sled. It was a Ford Taurus, and it had been owned by somebody that the cops did not like because when the cops pulled them over, the, the <laughs> trunk lock was punched out. There was dents all over it. I mean, stuff was ripped out in the middle of the car. Bought this thing for 700 bucks. All right. So, it was what it was worth, period. Put maybe $1,000 into it, fixing it. Drove it for a year. But it's a ghetto sled and it, it had its issues and it pulled to the left whenever I hit the brakes. And, um, did you know that at least in a Ford car, that little switch on the dash that turns your lights on and off? That's called mm-hmm. the, behind it is a pigtail is what they call it. And I had okay. an issue with the pigtail shorting out. And so my brake lights would go out and I knew I learned. I knew my brake lights were out because the dash lights were out. Both those things are important. Poles and it's just an old car. So I worked for this company that had uh, rented a building right there next to residential. And the residential was $500,000 homes plus, you know, little, little mini, mini McMansions. Um, If you follow that growth. Um, So I pulled out of there and Somewhere the cop picked me up. And so at the entrance of this place, there's like a gas station. It's a kind of a crappy little mall area, um, uh, a waffle house. And, you know, it's, it's just not Taco Bell. It's just not the nicest area. It's during the day. It's a great place to eat for lunch and stuff. But at night, it is what it is. And so somewhere the cop picks me up. I don't know. I'm driving along and this car coming in the opposite direction, cuts me off just to whip into a neighborhood. And I had to slam on my brakes because I knew the physics of what was going on. And I was going to T-bone him. 
And I slammed on my brakes and it pulled to the uh, left and I just held it steady. I made sure it didn't go crazy, but I did go into the other lane, but I did not T-bone the guy. I mean, by hair. And so I'm like, bringing my energy levels down, all that stuff. Lights go off behind me. I'm like, okay. And I look at my dash. No, my dash is lit up. So my brake lights are on. I, okay. I don't know what's going on. So I pulled over where I felt it was the safest to pull over. And, um, Guy comes over and is like, hey, man, you know, how's it going? Or, you know, whatever, some generic greeting. And I went, hey, I just jumped right into it, Joe. I went, hey, did you see that car cut me off? And I almost T-boned them. But because I'm a good, uh, I've been working on the ambulance for so many years, I know how to avoid those wrecks. You see that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought well, I was going to have to do a ton of paperwork. That's what he said to me. Oh, I thought I was going to have to do a ton of paperwork. Like, Okay, so that's what he's worried about. The paperwork. Yeah, so that's so what do we I thought okay, we're kind of being chummy cordial. It's like, oh my god, I almost died. So what are we doing here? He goes, uh, well you failure like to maintain lane. I'm like, Okay, yes, but I almost died. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. I'm like, okay, and that, at this point I'm like, WTF, man. What the fudge? Yeah. That's what that is. <laughs> what the Franklin? Far, no, Farfanugan. We said it's what the Farfanugan. All right. I'm like, what is good? So I knew something was off. So I gave him my ID. I sit there in my car and I wait and I just stare at the rear view mirror and I wait and I wait and he comes back and he goes, all right, I'm not going to write you a ticket tonight. And I was like, okay. I, I didn't even say thanks because I know I didn't do anything wrong. It's like, and I'm thinking, okay, you're going to write me a ticket. There's nothing else. You, uh, you can write me a ticket. I'll go find it in court. Because he care. thought it was the previous owner of the vehicle. Even worse, he? dude. He was just profiling the car because it came. He started pushing me. He started asking, well, what, what were you doing over there? I was like, I work over there. He goes, really? What are you doing over there? So I was like, well, okay, why, why are we at? Are you writing me a ticket? He goes, oh, no, I'm not going to give you a ticket. I said, then we're done here. I was, I mean, I was, dude, I was. By every question and everything he pushed me on, it went up. And he goes, well, you know, this kind of car, you still belong over there. And I mean, my, my rage is coming. And I went, give me my license. We are done. I, mean, I just commanded him. I didn't even ask politely. I said, give me my license. We are done here. And he handed it to me. And you know, I always ask, even after, am I free to go? He goes, yes, sir. You have a good night. And I didn't even, he, he didn't even finish night and I was gone. And I didn't even peel. I didn't do nothing stupid. Really, really bad power trip because he was trying to punch me into getting out to actually punch him and have a reason to put me away because my car didn't fit. Second story, same car. Well, and again, that, that's I wouldn't have answered. Where Where are you coming from? Where are you going? Well, first, I wouldn't have answered any. And of course, okay, I'll give everybody this. Let me caveat this even more. Six foot seven, white male, and I've been a paramedic for. Longer, or just about the same amount of time I've been married. So, uh, actually, I've been in the field longer than I've been married. And so I have a whole different experience. And I, I get that I'm coming from a different place. So, yes, to what Joe's saying. But in that moment, I knew you're not getting me out of this car. And if you do, it'll be the worst night of your life because I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to own you. But I'm going to have to spend a night in jail and be pissed off about it. But uh, well, okay, not like I own you, Joe. I mean, like, <laughs> like I'm going to have your badge, but you have to keep your anger in check. Second story, same job, same road, goes through a different county on the way home. And I'm driving along 
and I notice my dash goes out like crap. And I start kind of, cause I could punch it or bump it and it would catch the pigtail. And the pigtail, by the way, is on back order at this point. They, the shop had identified it and said, yep, but it's going to take us like two months to get this part, blah, blah, because it's an older car. So it's already in the back. And I'm smacking it and lights go off like son of a gun. Didn't say son of a gun. And <laughs> pulled over to a church parking lot, well lit. Yeah, hands on the wheel. Hey, man, you know, yes, sir. Yes, I was, I know why you pulled me over. My taillights either went out or were out when you saw them because I, I'm getting it fixed with the dash. And, and I'm, you know, just, I had a long night. It, I was frustrated. He's, he, he's all right. Yeah, yeah, cool. Can I just see your ID? You do, you do the basic run and we'll be good. It's like, yeah. And I'm like patting my pockets and it dawned on me, Joe, that that night, for whatever reason, I bought my wife something online. And so I'd taken my wallet out and I, oh, okay. It's in my backpack. I believe but it's in, in the back seat. I was like, okay. And he steps back. You know, you always tell him what you're going to do. So you don't get in trouble or get shot. Hopefully. And so I got out, got my back and I'm looking and it's not in the pocket. I thought I was going to be in Joe. And it's not in the next pocket. And I, I mean, again, my frustration is going up because I just had a bad night, not because of the cop at all. And he goes, Hey man, it's cool. I, I you know, just tell me your social. I'll run it that way. It's fine. Cause the tag showed that I had insurance in Georgia at the time. Then it was fairly new, but your tag was related to your insurance. So all I had to do was run the tag and you didn't have to show proof of insurance. And I said, and he goes back to his car, six foot seven, 300 at the time, 70 pounds, 380 pounds guy started hauling back and kicking the ever living bleep out of my dashboard joe just blam and by the third time i booted it and i'm thinking he's gonna come taser me but i don't care anymore i am just over my life i'm over this night i'm over everything kicked it lights came on and i literally sat down in the seat crushed my arms like a child just mm. <laughs> that's what the cop did apparently he and he, he was taking a while and he comes out and i'm like i said i'm sorry so i guess dude it took me another five minutes to get out of the car because I was laughing so hard. I'm sorry you're having a bad night. You came back clean. Everything's good. Peace be with you, man. That's like, thank you. Night and day. Night and day. And I knew my rights. And I knew he had every right to ticket me for my lights, to ticket me for not having my license because you have to have your license on you to operate a vehicle in the state of Georgia. There was all, and then I but did this crazy thing. In the thing. United States in general. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, and I did this crazy thing and, you know, kicking the crap out of my car. John, I mean, I towered over this guy. Yeah. He was like Chris Wisdom size, Joe. He was in, you know, a little smaller <laughs> than average. And yet he was truly doing his job and he did it. And in my opinion, he did it well. So, all that being said, 18 is too young to be a police officer. And it's probably too young to get married. So, Joe, you shouldn't have made your wife get married at 19 years old or whatever. I forget how old she was. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. That's the show. Follow these nerdy dads on social media. Charles at Rock God of Podcasting. Joe at Joseph underscore Ard. Check out the website, wiseandnerdy.com. And as always, they may not be your father, but they'll always be your daddy.
this one. Gotta step up your game, hot gravy. Oh, preset again, Joe. What'd you say? Step up your game, hot gravy. Oh, step it up. <laughs> <laughs>